1: This is the Wednesday, July 29th, 2020 edition of the Dark Illumination Report Podcast Extra. And on today's episode, I'm going to be answering a question from Lynn who asked about funerary rites and funerary practices.
0: This is a Dark Illumination Report Extra with RJ
1: Womack. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining me for another episode of the podcast. I'm RJ Womack, aka Brother Nero. And this is the Dark Illumination Report podcast, where we try to promote the religious worship of Satan and demons as a serious faith and way of life. And we also try to help our fellow diabolists along their path by giving them advice to help them along the way. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about funerary practices. In particular, how do we make sure that our rights are observed or our wishes are observed when we die? This is a big issue along with many other issues related to funerary rites for diabolists because we are part of a faith that is not accepted or acknowledged in society for the most part. So it's hard to get our rights respected and observed, and it's hard to get the rights that many other religions uh, are afforded. So that's a big issue for us. But before I get into that, I want to make a few announcements and talk about a few other things before we get into the main topic today. So the first thing I want to say is thanks to everybody for your comments and your concern over my situation. And yes, I am blessed by Satan. He has protected me many times throughout my life. I just meant that we were lucky speaking about Corpus Christi as a whole, not myself specifically, for those of you who are wondering. The other thing I wanted to mention is that Starting on Fridays on this podcast, I'm going to do an episode at least once a week focused on entertainment, literature, writing, and books. Because as I've said, I believe that true diabolism is a religion that promotes balance because Satan himself is an entity that promotes balance. So, in order for us to be able to practice what we preach in order for us to be true to the message that we send out on this podcast. I've always said that you have to balance work and pleasure, and we have to have our own culture, which means we need to have our own music, our own literature, our own art. And the best way to encourage people to see that as a religious activity, as well as their daily practices, is to have an episode at least once a week dedicated to entertainment, art, books, and that sort of thing. So what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about television. We're going to talk about films. We're going to talk about uh, music and books, because as I said, I think it's important to make sure we maintain that balance in our life. And so I want to do a show that's just lighthearted and for entertainment value at least once a week. And also, uh, like I said, it's very important to me that in this podcast, We make sure that we practice what we preach. We live the message that we preach. There's so much hypocrisy in occultism. I absolutely want this tradition and this ministry to be different in that our biggest point of emphasis is that we live what we preach and we're not hypocritical. We try to do our best not to preach one message, but live another message. So if I'm preaching to you to have balance in your life, and to make sure that you enjoy your life, and to make sure you take time to enjoy a film here and there, or to enjoy the pleasures of life, then I can't, as a minister, not have my podcast have that element in it. So that's one of the things we're going to be doing, and we'll be doing that starting this week on Fridays. Okay, let's get into the main topic of the show now. To answer a question from Lynn, um, the first question she asks is, why isn't there more material on funerary rites in uh, diabolism or theistic Satanism? And the answer simply is because, as I've said many times in the past, many of the people that get involved in this religion get involved in the religion for shock value, and they don't stay in the religion. They're in the religion for a few years, and then they go on to other religions, or they go to Christianity because they are afraid of burning in hell or whatever the case may be and they end up in front of Jesus's altar like they were always meant to be in the first place. A lot of people for a lot of people satanism is just a religion of rebellion. So most of them don't die as a member of the faith. They don't practice it long enough to pass away and there's no need for a funeral. The one exception to that in satanism is atheism. There has been far more atheists who have died while in the faith and have had rituals and funeral rites performed for them. In theistic Satanism, unfortunately, like I said, there are not many people that grow up in this religion and die in this religion and stay true to the religion long enough to have the need for funeral rites. That's why you don't see more funeral rites written. That's one of the reasons why I'm going to be writing a ritual for my own funeral and I'm going to be including it in the ministry material or um, the book that I'm working on eventually, because um, we don't really have many funeral rites that anyone can follow. And I want to leave a funeral right behind for others who want to um, have a funeral right for their own funeral. Uh, the other thing is the other question that she asked is how do I make sure that my wishes are respected? How do I make sure that I get last rites done by somebody who actually believes in the faith, like a satanic clergy? Well, that's a difficult question to answer, and it's difficult to have it done, because this is where um, we run into issues in diabolism, because people think that, you know, diabolism is supposed to be anti-system, or anti-government, or anti-capitalism, or anti- you know, entrepreneurship or whatever they believe it's supposed to be anti, right? Because it's all about rebellion with a lot of these people. But what you don't realize is that the reason that the Church of Satan, the Temple of Set, the Satanic Temple get credibility from the media and from the public is because they've taken the time to structure a legal organization. Now, they're not nonprofits, but they have a legal organization, meaning they're at least a corporation, right? And they have money behind them. And because they have money behind them and because they have credibility as a legal organization, people take them seriously. Diabolists, on the other hand, have fought tooth and nail to stay as rebellious as possible and not try to get along within the system. Because of that, we have no formal clergy. We have nobody that takes it seriously as a profession, as a vocation, and we have no ordination system because we have no real legal organizations. That's the whole reason for this ministry— If you have no legal structure and you have no legal organization and you have no people willing to actually do what's required to be considered a legitimate organization, then you have nobody to defend your rights. And in order to have an organization that's capable of defending your rights, you have to bring in money. You have to have professional staff. You have to have people that understand how to run a business. You have to have priesthood that actually conducts themselves in a professional manner. And in diabolism, unfortunately, and theistic Satanism, nobody is willing to do that because we all act like children, immature, bratty children. And until we change that, there's not going to be any protection for anybody's last rights or anybody's um, civil rights because there's no organization that you call upon. That's one of the reasons why I'm trying so hard to get people to take the ministry seriously. Because if we can establish a legal ministry, and also by extension, a legal church eventually, then we can actually go out and protect people's civil rights. We can go out and make sure that they get the funeral rights and the the rituals they deserve and that they want. But here's the issue. If you're not part of a legal organization, and you don't have the money to hire solicitors or or lawyers, then you're not going to be taken seriously. Let me give you an example. Now, as part of this ministry, I had the idea of doing some things to support our troops in the military who happen to be diabolists or happen to be theistic Satanist. And I was told by a member of my family who's uh, you know active in the military, who works for the military, that there is no way that the military is going to take you seriously if you're not a legal organization, if you are not legally structured and you're not recognized as a religious organization. And even if they do, Take you seriously once you do that part, it may, may take two years worth of paperwork for you to be able to do that. Same thing is true with prison ministry. If you wanted to do prison ministry or hospital ministry, they will not take you seriously. They will not even acknowledge you if you're not a legal organization to start with. And even if you are, and even if you conduct yourself in a professional manner, you still may take, it still may take years before you get recognized. In order to do the ministry work you want to do. But they are not even going to give you a chance or even get to know you if you're not a legal ministry or a legal church. So that's the thing that's so important. And until that happens, and until there's actual money to actually be able to afford legal services, to be able to enforce our civil rights or to protect them, there's not going to be any chance of us having the right to make sure that we get alas, rites unless we do it informally and have a friend do it. So unfortunately, Lynn, that's the situation you're in. And in your case, in particular, because you're in the UK, if I remember rightly, because I remember all the UK audience, because I'm, I'm very interested in starting a chapter of the ministry in the UK. So I'm always interested in email I get from people in the UK. So I tend to remember them more. Um, but anyway, getting back to the point The legal requirements to start a church or a ministry are a lot stricter in the UK, from what I recall, and it's going to take a lot more effort and probably a lot more legal wrangling to get recognized as a diabolist organization in the UK. So you're in bad shape, kind of, to be honest. I feel sorry for you because there's no guarantee that anybody's going to protect your rights and make sure that your funeral goes the way you want to. Unless you're part of a community, unless you have clergy and you have brothers and sisters around you to protect you and are willing to fight for you if they need to, that's one of the reasons why I keep trying to encourage people to have, you know, to to create a sense of community and get offline and start doing things offline and start getting involved in the ministry. But again, this is one of the reasons why, whether you want to admit it or not, money is extremely important in things like this because a lot of people are going to try to trample over your rights. They're going to try to trample on your civil rights, and they're going to try to keep you from acknowledging your religion and your God and respecting your religion and your God because we're part of a Christian-based society, right? So the only way that you can ensure that your civil rights or even have a chance of your civil rights being acknowledged is if you have the money for lawyers to sue people, just like the satanic temple does. They sue anybody that challenges them. How can they do that? Because they have money. That's why I'm saying to you, it's very, very important that you understand that the the focus on money is not about putting money in, in my pocket or in anybody's pocket. It's about having enough money to be able to afford solicitors to be able to defend ourselves against people who would persecute us. And that takes thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to do stuff like that. So you're not going to make that kind of money without taking donations. And you're not going to get donations until you prove that you're a serious organization with serious goals and you have a uh, group of leaders that are serious about the ministry and take it as a vocation and take it seriously and are truly devoted to the cause. Because so many people in this religion have been taken advantage of that they're not going to trust anybody right off the bat. You're going to have to earn people's trust by proving to them that you're men and women of your word and that you're consistent and that you're serious and genuine about the religion. That's one of the reasons why this podcast is so important, to do it every day because I said I would do it every day, to try to keep it up every day because I said I would do it every day, and to actually minister to people and actually take this job as a minister seriously. Because by doing that, I proved to people that I'm not joking. This is not a gimmick. It's not, I'm not doing it to get attention. And hopefully one day that'll lead to us being able to establish an organization that is really doing religious work, really defending the civil rights and really defending our fellow brothers and sisters in Satan and protecting them from people that would do them harm or try to take advantage of them or try to deny them their rights. And it's going to take time for me to earn that trust. It's going to take time for me to find the people that are really passionate about doing this kind of work. It's not going to happen overnight. That's why I'm taking my time with the ministry and uh, trying to to really think things through and trying not to rush this time around because I really want to do something to make a difference. But unfortunately, I haven't found that much support in theistic Satanism or diabolism because unfortunately... Um, theistic Satanists in general are pretty immature and they don't really have a sense of what's important or even how to do certain things. I mean, I hate to say that because it makes me sound like I'm trying to insult people, but I'm just telling you the truth. I've been in this nearly 40 years and my experience is that theistic Satanists are are just not very good at their religion. They don't take it seriously. It's a joke to them. It's it's cosplay. It's it's a show. It's It's something they do for attention. And that's just the way it is. And until we change that, we're not going to be able to help people and defend people's rights and and do the things that we need to do as a religious organization. So we have to change if we want our religion to change. And the way we do that is by establishing professional organizations. Take care, everybody. See you next time. May Satan be with you. And if you like the show, please tell somebody, please pass along the word about us. Okay. Take care. Later. Thank you for listening to the Dark
0: Illumination Report podcast. For the latest news headlines, show information, and more, go to rjwomag.com. That's r-j-w-o-m-a-c-k dot com.